Good evening. So, we, we left off last time talking about what takes... Remember the Yellow Brick, the yellow brick Road we discussed last time? Yes. Right, the Yellow Brick Road. If you stay, on that, you stay on that road, you will get to the big party upstairs. And the challenge is to get onto that Yellow Brick Road. Uh, and if you're on that road, not to get distracted. Not to lose your place. Not to lose... Focus. So we mentioned last time, the first thing that can make us lose focus on having that self-purpose is um, being overly busy in life, being consumed with life that you just you're so busy, you're so um, overwhelmed with all kinds of things that you don't make time for Hashem and you don't make time uh, for Torah. So that's the first thing which is teardub, being really, really busy, which blocks a person from doing what they're supposed to do. Tonight, we're going to do number two. And number two, this is increasing difficulty and increasing uh, things that blind us. We're in the, in the beginning of, of the fifth, uh, fifth paragraph again. So, Achashini, Hukashem the second thing which takes us away, which undermines us from being zahir, from being vigilant in serving Hashem, right, which is levity and mockery. Now, the one thing is very important. One of, the, one of the most important character traits that Jews have to have is to be happy. Being happy is, is, is the oxygen. In fact... Rabbi Arami Karlin once said, there's no, there's no Avera in the Torah to be sad, but there's nothing that causes sins as, a sad, as being a sad person. And there's no mitzvah to be happy, but there's nothing that enables a person to be successful in Torah, but happiness. Happiness is huge. It's fantastic. And one should be happy. It's a prerequisite for uh, getting the divine spirit to ha- be constantly happy. We should all strive to be consistently happy. Do not conflate happiness with being a jokester. Most times, jokesters aren't happy. Actually, uh, what jokesters is to take a person out of a person. People are happy. I look at myself as imperfect, but generally happy. I'm a. I'm usually a, a happy person. I, it bothers me when I'm not happy. I really, to be frank, I'm, I'm not happy. I feel like I'm. I'm I, would say, I wouldn't be so harsh to say sinning, but I'm feeling like something's off. You know, that we're, you know, that everyone has bad days. You know, I just, at 7 o'clock, um, actually, Yossi Solov is going to see his mother's on her very, very critically also. He just took a red eye tonight. So I was talking to him, and his mother's 94 years old, uh, but she's, yeah, which is quite old. So the point is, as you just experienced, there are days where you're supposed you know, <laughs> You're supposed to cry. There are days which are tough. But our general default, our general demeanor, our general attitude should be freilich. You know what freilich is? Happy. Happy, like freilich and purim. Like happy, happy purim. We're supposed to be freilich, happy, jovial. You know, even with a little balance in our step. That is not being a person of levity, a person who doesn't take things serious, which will embellish about how bad that could be in taking us away from serving Hashem briefly. 
If everything in life is a joke and nothing is serious, I usually, when I think about this, I think about college kids. Right? Everything, there's nothing that really matters. There's nothing serious in life. Everything, I'm not talking about uh, Asian college kids. I'm talking about uh, the, the spoiled kids, you know, from uh, wherever neighborhood who, who you know, I'm talking about, yeah, people don't take things ser- seriously. Uh, you know, everything's a joke. Nothing really matters. Nothing, everything, you know, chill out, relax, make a joke. If anyone gets serious, you make fun of it. Hey, nothing, don't be so, you know, I mean, just like a serious thing would be like marriage. When you talk to someone in college that's dating, I'm not talking about from people. They can't, the farthest thing in their mind is marriage. They're not, not because, they, 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 that's not, that's too serious. That's like too much commitment, too, too, too much, you know, reality to, to that. Um, so, Kimisha Tovea Bam, if you're, if you're, if you're living and swallowed up in, uh, in, in mockery and joking, you're Tovea Biyam HaGal, it's like you're drowning in a great sea. It's very hard to get out of this. Very difficult to, for a person to pull themselves out of a lifestyle where everything is not serious, where everything is party hardy, la di da, you know, uh, etc. When you when you look at being uh, a jokester, having levity, it literally you lose your heart, right? You lose your sense of. Uh, actually, some of the French guys were telling me a while back that you know one of the challenges, in their, in the, you know, when you're in France, like they play cards together, and it's very, it's a very traditional. The Sephardim are very traditional, but there's a certain level where, where the minute you cross that level, what are you doing? You know, this is not how it goes. This is, you know, everything. It becomes like a joke. You can't cross. It's like a glass ceiling of observance. Because you can't be so serious about that. That's that's the, that's the other side. That's not you know um, you know think about it, the high tech companies. You know everyone's to, you make people nervous if you're too uh, too pious, too religious. You know, get out of here, relax, chill out. You gotta dress casual. You know, you know, the minute someone dresses formal, makes people uncomfortable. Right? Nothing to do against dressing casual per se, but there's there's something about everything being fun, everything being Groovy. Ever hear the word groovy? Right? Groovy. Um, you ever hear that word, Mrs. You're Sokolowski? A young for what? You're a little too young for, to remember groovy. It's a couple. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're referring to. I actually think I, I know what you're referring to. Uh, but but, I'm, but I'm, I'm speaking to you. <laughs> I remember Yes. So we, everything is groovy. Everything has to be groovy. So uh, at the end of the day, right, you don't take anything seriously. Right, because levity, joking, you, you don't. You know, if everything is fun, then nothing is important. If everything is fun. I go back to these college kids. Like, you know, when I dated. I dated, it was for marriage. I remember I dated a girl, not my wife. She told me she was a, she was a, she was a little, she actually, my wife's a few years old, but she was actually my age. And she was, when I dated her, she was taking, um, she was in grad school for like, occupational therapy or physical therapy, something like one of these things. 
and she told me uh, that there, she was her another from girl. This other from girl got engaged, and like they said to the, the they were like a lot of this is in New, this is in New York. A girl was from Long Island, and there were a lot of Jewish girls in her class, and there were a lot of Gentiles, and they all said to this girl who's 23 years old, "You're very lucky." And she said that the gr- most girls in this class were 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. They're older girls. And she said, "You're very lucky because we can never date someone who'd want to marry us." Like seriously, like, everyone we date, you don't know. They're like they're not really looking for marriage, you know. <laughs> they're like looking for marriage, not looking for kids. It's like you know because they're not, there's no commitment over there. I mean that's serious. That's like you know when you're tw- and that's what she was 23. I'm telling you when you're you know when I was 23. If I dated a girl, I was for marriage. You take a college kid and say, "I have a girl for you. She's very nice. She's sweet. She's attractive. You want to marry her? You take your time. You want in a month." Two months, three months, four months. I, but I, I was married within a few months of being a wife. I think four and a half months later. From the day I met her to the day I, I met the whole was four and a half months. Four and a half months. You can take a year. How many, how many volunteers in a liberal college would you get? To, to, none. No way. You know why? Because it's too serious. Things are everything. Nothing really. You know. Nothing really, really matters. Everything's a little bit like you got lights, you know, light. So it's not just you see when we we think of joking around. It's not just everything's a joke. It's taking life as a joke. You laugh off life. You laugh off responsibility. You laugh off purpose. You laugh off, you know. Sometimes, you know, again, uh, like many here, I, have, I deal with, I, I had, uh, I can tell, I tell you who, who uh, I, I, I mean, I'm having lunch tomorrow with Bruno Zerbeeb, so he's an easy guy. But if I tell you I had lunch with him earlier this week, I like got lunch with these guys who are so far, I can't even tell you how far off these people are. Right? You know, guys, right, I, I'm, I'm telling you, one's intermarried, nice guy, another is not all observant, nice people, but like you talk about like serious things, like politics, blah, 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 blah. you know, all of a sudden they get to joke mood. Everything's like, you know, all of a sudden it's joke, and they're nice people, by the way, and they're, they're everything's joke mood all of a sudden. It's like, come on, you know, but you, you can corner them, and yeah, because it's a, it's a demeanor. You know what demeanor is, Mrs. Stolen? It's not a Russian word. It's an attitude. There you go. An attitude. It's a demeanor. It's a demeanor. Right? It's a demeanor. It's it's how you live life. Is life a joke? Is life only about having fun? You know. Um, is life about? You know. Life is. You know. As actually, I mentioned on Shabbos that the Megillah, uh, that the laws of the whole Shulchan Aruch ends. The laws of Megillah's Purim, and it ends with a verse from Mishlei. From Proverbs, all the days of a poor person are bad or bitter. And somebody has a good heart. If you're poor, if you look at life negatively, every day is bad. Why this? Why this? Why me? How come? Uh, but, and you have a good heart? Life is a party. Not just on Purim. And of course, I explained it, which is why it's in Purim. When you, when you have meaning in your life, that's why I spoke about on Shabbos. When you have meaning in your life and you see Hashem in your life, life is a party, right? When you have meaning and you see Hashem in your life, then it's a party. You, it should be a party life. 
It should be a party because you have meaning and there is purpose and there is focus. But when everything is, when you, all you're looking for is a party, then you're going to be very disappointed in life. You'll laugh it off and you'll look for it. I mean, we live, I'm not joking, I mean, I have to tell you this, we live in a drug generation over here. I mean, if people are either on illegal narcotics, or anyone who takes marijuana is a loser. It's a loser. What do you want to take marijuana for? Because you're not happy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're a bad person. It's part of the part of culture. It means you can't internally be happy if they get on a drug to, to make you happy. To, you know, I need to chill. And the guy tells me one time, I need to chill. Do you ever have chill? It's after groovy, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. I need to chill. And I need to relax. I need to... You know, I mean, I feel bad for such people. I mean, it means in day in day life, in your own life, without a narcotic, you can't chill. Without a narcotic, you can't be happy. You can't relax. That's terrible. Besides the fact that it destroys your brain, right, and that makes you sleepy and everything else. And who also know, knows what other negative effects it has on you, right? And, when, and then, it, and then you have a huge population of anxiety, diminished and. Pressure. I mean, you name it. I'm not. Again, sometimes it's it, it goes to physiology. There's people's, but chemistry. But you know, at the end of the day, if you have purpose, you have meaning. You have purpose. But people want make life a joke, and they think if their life is a joke, they'll be happy. It's the complete opposite. Not only is it the complete opposite, should I tell you now? It brings you away from Hashem, because if there is nothing serious, there is no meaning. <laughs> If there is nothing serious, there is no meaning. If nothing makes a difference, then, 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 you know, there is no meaning and there's no true happiness. But also, which we're focusing on right now, it, bra- it breaks your connection to Hashem. You, you can't reason with a person because nothing really makes a difference. Come, you don't want to hear serious stuff. At some level, a person who everything in their demeanor, their, their Weltanschauung, the worldview is that nothing's really important, right? Nothing's really serious. Uh, you, they, they are like a drunk person. You ever try to reason with a drunk person? You ever try to reason with a drunk person? Never? Come to me in Purim. <laughs> I won't be drunk. Well, last, year, I'll be... last year you told me the one regret you had about Purim is you weren't drunk enough. That's true. That's what you told me. I, I, yeah, that's true. Uh, you have to work on it this year. <laughs> uh, it was true. Uh... I don't drink the whole year. The only time I ever take, you know, but I promise, it's a discussion. Um, that's your one with Hashem. That's really, promise. Be one with Hashem. No, that's a different discussion. Right now we're doing about being drunk in general life is a considered big gnai, a real big negative. Right? A big negative, actually. Chazal really hit alcoholism, right, as a general rule. You're drunk, you know, when you, do, when you try to reason someone drunk, a big negative. You can't. There's nothing. You know. You, know you, you, you can't. Even a husband and wife in halacha, you can't bond when someone's drunk, right? Because there's no connection. You're not dealing with a fully person with a full deck of cards, right? When we deal with those for deck of cards, you can't take life seriously. You, know, you can't drive. You can't drink and drive. And you can't drive the road of life. Right? A person who's drunk and high, you know. You, you can't, there's nothing really valuable. And, and there's nothing really serious. You know, you talk to a person who's drunk about your children. The kids are be, misbehaving. Okay. You know, I talk about marriage. Okay. Right? You talk about God. Okay. There's nothing serious. 
Somebody who's drunk, so you could be physically drunk, or you could be drunk with everything is not serious. That's all, it, 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 it's a narcotic. It's a narcotic at some level, which makes a person feel, okay, I'm okay, this is okay, everything's okay. What I'm doing is okay, because nothing really matters. <laughs> That's fine. You know, you know, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Uh, you can't, it's impossible to help a person. You know, you ever have a person on a job and they don't take it seriously? You hire someone who doesn't take the job seriously? Why not? You've had such people? No. Could you imagine such a person? You have, you've dealt with caterers who don't take things seriously? No. People? Ne- never dealt with a caterer who didn't take it seriously. Uh, but you could imagine such a thing. I could imagine people not taking it seriously. And, and, and do, could, could you, get, could you get, get things done correctly if they don't take a job seriously? Of course not. Right? I mean, could you... If you, if I mean, you, everyone has an off day, but that's not what no, you're I, I, talking I, about in general. A, ge- a general, a general, right? You can't, if you, you can't help people if you don't take things seriously. If it's not, if it's not taken serious, you can't help such people. They don't accept guidance. I said, being a person of 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 uh, of, of Constant level, level, it's craziness. Uh, and now he's not talking about simcha, uh, which is it means unbridled joy without any boundaries. What do you get from it at the end of the day? You're not, you know, it's all life. You know, you know. I just once dealing, I once I I I, I deal less today uh, with very young colleges. When I used to deal with them, there are certain people who wanted to just go from party to party. Right. It's like all life is you know, from party to party to party to party, and you know at the end of the day they they don't feel good about themselves. It's not a good feeling. There's there's a, there's a deep emptiness to that existence. I'm not telling you it's not, it's not scintillating. It's not it's not an aspect of fun, but in moments of truth, all you're living for is a moment which can't project further. Right? It's there's nothing. So if you, if everything is not serious, what are you, what are you doing? What are you accomplishing? Now, I mentioned this story. This is true. Um, and I'll repeat this. When I was in Philadelphia, so I, I had for a while, I taught for the Asia Torah over there. And you would see these ladies, this is a ladies' class, I mentioned this, who would come. They were in the late 30s, early 40s. They were working downtown in, uh, in investment banking as lawyers, most of them grew up conservative. Some of them were reform, and they would come to Eishat Torah, and uh, they they were all, always single, always single. Um, these ladies were, and they would start, you know, coming and eating people's house of Shabbos, you know, Friday night, and like all of a sudden, I mean, usually you're observant, and then you want to get. They would be like, their first thought was, "Are they married?" <laughs> I gotta have kids. You know, their biological clocks had been ticking for a while, if they, if not, close to. And what happened to these people? Like, you know, six months ago they were living in downtown Philadelphia. Friday nights they were meeting a different guy at, at a pub every Friday night. You know, they're Saturday morning they're in Starbucks at probably eleven o'clock getting their morning coffee. You know, and everything, and all of a sudden they're eating in houses and like. Like, bam, like they, they just wanted to get married and they wanted to have kids. Because you know what? When they're there and they're 
in that atmosphere, everything's a joke. And then they sit, they, get, they sit down and they see what, you know, what reality could bring. Like, oh my goodness. Like, this, is, this, is, this is something that's real. You know, I, I, and I, it kills me, by the way. And it, it killed some of these ladies that they were in such a bubble of, of nothing really mattered. Like, the only thing that they were told was have a career and you know, look good and you'd be happy. And it's a, it, it's a pack of lies. It's such a pack, it's such a tragedy. These were fine people. I mean, nice people, intelligent people. You know, but they were in a culture of nothing really matters. You know, and the one thing that mattered was your pedigree. Like, you know, they went to, to you know, Philadelphia, Bryn Mawr, and Swarthmore, and uh, some Drexel Temple of Penn, you know, you know, and they went to a good college, and they had a good degree, and they were working, and they had a suave apartment somewhere downtown, and they, they, went, they had good clothes, and that's what mattered. And that was the, you know, and they went from party to party, from job to job, and they get on the planes, and they, you know, they come in their, their suits, their lawyers, and their, their investment, they, you know, people have importance. In real life, they have nothing. Because they live in an environment of levity. There's not, well, not saying they sat there joking all day, but there's nothing meaningful. <laughs> it means the culture was one that nothing makes a difference. Everything is okay. Everything is fine. You, know, you, you laugh off anyone who takes things seriously. Right? You know, unfortunately, in the world, some of the people who do things seriously are people to laugh at. So they give you good ammunition to laugh at them, but it, nothing really matters. And that reality—if nothing really matters—you're incorrigible. So you speak to a girl; she's 29 years old, and she's going to Penn and law school. So how do these clap girls? Right? You, know, you ever get married? Well, yeah, you know, like they don't think about it because everything around them says, "What do you need marriage for? I'll be great." I'll ha- I, 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 one girl in my class got 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 uh, engaged. I said, "You're gonna have kids?" She said, "No, I'm gonna get two dogs." Like, I'm going to get two dogs. They're going to be so cute. I'm so excited about getting two dogs. So, so I, like, I, I probed her a little bit, and I saw it was hopeless. But, uh, you know, that's, that, that, doesn't, that didn't happen 50 years ago. She's in a culture where this is not important. You know why it's not important? Because it's all about you. It's all about now. It's not about the, you know, it's all, not bad people. <laughs> They're very nice people. But nothing is serious. Nothing around them makes a difference. Everything is okay. You can just enjoy and go from party to party. Now it may not be party, you get all of the same kind of parties, but from experience to experience. Being, and this is, uh, uh, if, you're, if you are in a, um, in a situation where you deal with uh, people of the opposite gender, if you are loose in your relationship, there is a danger of that relationship uh, being more than just platonic. Married or not. Interested or not. Okay? I don't need to tell you what happens in the world. I, there, the, 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 we are fortunate uh, that we have laws of seclusion, laws of propriety, you know, I still say, oh, you know, I call people that by their by their married name. I do it every time. Also, there should be. I want to be. I'm a rabbi. I should be uh, approachable to everybody. I I take that very seriously, but I also take seriously that there has to be get boundaries. I think it's also very important uh, because if if it's 
Laffy Daffy, if it's joking around, it's Margilin Le'erva. Why is it Margilin Le'erva? How does it lead, God forbid, to something which is improper? Because there's a comfortability in the relationship. There's nothing, it's not serious anymore. Right? And at the moment of weakness, it's, it means if you take the proper boundaries, so you realize the, the boundaries are serious. This person's married. This person's not my wife. This person's not my husband. You know, there's a seriousness to the relationship. It doesn't mean that it can't be open and approachable and friendly to a degree, but there's a seriousness to it. But if everything's high fives and giggly and joking, so there's a danger that the seriousness of the of the of the role of who you are and who are they are can be lost. Right? Erva, right? Acts of of moral turpitude. And you know what moral turpitude is? Before you take the bar exam, you gotta learn what moral turpitude is. Moral turpitude. Other way. Uh, promiscuity. An act of promiscuity. You know, and, ma- and even if it's not a full act, just a a looseness, because it comes from that kind of relationship. It comes from that kind of being loose in, around the office, loose around people's friends. You know, having. If you are have, um, you know, this is the latest class. I'll, if you have you have relationships with men, I'm assuming we're not Nebrak over here. Most of you uh, have relationships, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But if you do, if it's ever too close, there is a danger to that. And let me just tell you. I'll, I'll be frank. Men are weak creatures, right? Men are the weakest. You know, you can have a happily married man. You can have a normal man, and they can end up doing things which are crazy. Women, Chazal say this, are at times foolish. <laughs> and they can end up causing a man to provoke them and end up in the wrong place as well. Right? They get themselves... I actually had someone talking recently, a guy, about his daughter. A guy, a guy used to live near me talking about his daughter. So she said that the girl was provoking his boy, and whatever happened. But the point is, if she didn't think it would lead to this... <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, this is what happened. It starts from a looseness. It starts from a, you know, a lack of seriousness in the relationship. It doesn't mean you have to be normal and friendly. And but Chazar telling us there's a danger here. Certainly, immorality for for certainly for someone's married. Uh, is is very serious in any culture to, for people. A person generally is, has it. If you a person knows that this is serious stuff, you can ruin yourself. You can ruin your marriage. You can kill your kids. You can you can ruin yourself. thing, but in being fun and carefree and wanting to be flirtatious and wanting to be funny could really lead to a person to uh, a bad result. Certainly if you're around somebody consistently, you know, if there's, if you work with somebody, if you're in the office with somebody, uh, uh, there there is a much greater danger of not having proper boundaries. Uh, Just like if you don't take Shabbos seriously, you'll end up breaking Shabbos. Everything's funny and joking on. If you don't take, uh, this boundary seriously, if everything's fun and games and pool parties, well, you're going to end up uh, perhaps breaking boundaries. doesn't mean you're going to do a terrible thing, 
Uh, but there are break it, yeah, things could happen and, and do happen. Everything becomes looser. And what happens in certain cultures is you start hogging and then a little bit later it's a little bit of padding here and there and then things happen that should never happen. Um Achiagia Sa'avan and person could actually do something type of a cold But what's we're not talking about this. The major thing we're trying to bring out is that when you when life is a joke whether it's in our relationships with people, whether it's with our relationship to Hashem, it takes away yira, takes away the reverence, takes away the seriousness for something. You know, if you have a joke, you have, you know, you have, you have a very important position. If you, you, was your husband in the army? Was army in the army? No. How did he get in the army? He came too old. How old was he when he came to Israel? Kapator, Shugah. <laughs> really, man. That's okay. We'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> so, if you're in the army, can you imagine? It's not a joke. Now, if you're on the army, you're on. You're, fa- you're facing the Lebanese border, and right now there's al- there's uh, Hezbollah. Or today you're in the Golan Heights and you see you see ISIS, and all of a sudden you guys, the guys start playing cards, and they're laughing and joking around. Do you think they're? Do you want these people protecting you like that? Do you know what could happen to you if you do that? If, if the enemy sees you joking around like that? You don't do your job. You're, if I have a doc, you, you have, you're, you're, you're in Kaiser, if, if, if the surgeons are joking around as they go into surgery, you think they'll do a good job? That's dangerous. You know? And they're high-fiving, let's go! Right? You know, they don't do that in the middle of heart surgery. You, open, you, know, you don't do these things. You take your job seriously. You know, I have a, a cousin who's in diamonds. You think that they joke around when they cut diamonds? When they cut diamonds, they're in there. They're, they, you, you make the wrong crack, it's thousands of dollars in certain diamonds. Right? You, you're cutting that, you better be darn careful to take it very seriously. It's serious. It's not a, it's not a joke. You're on the front lines, you're in the army, you can sit there joking around. You're, in a, you're, 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 on, you're flying in the Air Force you know, over a country. You think you're going to be joking around? It's a serious thing. You're making a deal in a law office. Okay, there's some talk, but when, those, when they're negotiating contract clauses, they're not They're taking, you know, well, what do you think about something? No, they're taking it seriously. Right? Because if it's important, you take it seriously. Again, we're supposed to be saying, and actually, humor is a plus. But humor is a plus as long as you have a serious belt on shang. As long as it's within a, 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 a life purpose that what I'm doing is important. What I'm doing is important. Because if, if, you, if you, whatever you joke around about, you can't take it seriously. You don't do a good job. If you're on the front lines, or you're a surgeon, if you're cutting diamonds, and if you're relating to Hashem, you don't take it seriously. If it's a relationships, you don't take it seriously. If I, if I you know, listen, I, I just today, I dealt with multiple pretty serious things in people's lives. Okay? At different for, for different strokes for different folks. I mean, if I joke around, come on, let's just <laughs> and he goes, it's not, it's not serious stuff. I you know, I, I as a rabbi, I sometimes say to myself, and I'm I'm circumspect. I mean, it's serious stuff. I can not everyone listens to me fully and I am just giving advice and usually giving hopefully Torah advice. But I, I think if I'm if I if I don't take it seriously 
I can hurt someone's life very badly. You know, I've, I've encouraged people to marry people. I've encouraged people to not marry people. That's pretty serious. I've encouraged people to live places, to, to, to deal with relations. I mean, that's serious stuff. If I'm joking around about that, I mean, or anyone, I mean, I, would, I take it seriously. doesn't mean I can crack a joke to, to make it a little bit light if it's too tense, right? But it's, if I'm doing is very serious. You know, if you if you if you want to, if, if life is serious. By the way, all of us in this room. One thing you've got to say for is, life is serious. It should be enjoyable. It should be geschmack. You know what geschmack is? I don't know what geschmack is. It's such a great. I think I said this word before. Geschmack is tasty. tasty. It's a, but it's, you can't translate. It's not a good translation. Life should be great. It should be gavaldic. It should be geschmack. But it's serious, and there are consequences as we discussed. And it's important. And what you do in this world makes a difference. It makes a difference to you. It makes a difference to your family. It makes a difference to your reality in this world. And it will make a difference for the eternal world. Right? And if you don't have that appreciation of what you're doing, one can make not only terrible mistakes, but one could lose himself in the whole process. Because you don't take it seriously. Because uh, it distracts you. Being a jokester distracts you from uh, uh, from what's important. You don't let fear in your shem and your all at all. When you come, think about Yom Kippur. Can you imagine cro- cracking jokes in the shul and Kol Nidre or Neila? As you're in Neila, you know you get a you get a, a guy come in a comic. You know, from the borscht belt, so it's make a bunch of jokes. And Davin the Elon, you know what the borscht belt is? I was in the bo- I was in Grossinger's, not that young, uh-huh. right? Right. So, do you know what the borscht belt? I mean, people, you know, you never hear of uh, Yankel Mason. Yankel. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie Mason, right? All these guys, you get, you know, you get these people come in here, you know, make a joke here, make a joke. That's how you get to Neila. I don't think it's going to do any day, to be quite frankly, that type of stuff. But, okay, someone really needs that, whatever it may be. But, I mean, you lose, there's no Yerushalayim, there's no fear. It completely, it's, it's, it's not serious. It's not important. You come, you know, it's, there's, no, there's no gravitas to what you're doing. The Tirik Shehalotzon, mocking, when you mock somebody, when you mock people, when you're cynical, right, that's even worse. One is a demeanor. But when you proactively mock and you make fun of, that's the, that, is, that, that is tremendously damaging. Just like if you have a shield which is smeared with oil, it could deflect uh, arrows, like the physics of that. It blocks lots of things. Lots of making fun of mocking, it it, it, it stops reproach and rebuke. I once heard Volba, I once heard that Rav Matisel Salman, the Mashkir of Lakewood, once said Revolba was who I had the good fortune to speak to multiple times and here many times, and to learn his works at Ali Shore. Revolba was considered the big Balmusser. Passed away, I think it was 2004, 2004, 2005. Uh, he was he, his works Ali Shore were all about character development 
as growth orientation and being a, a very contemporary in their nature. I did it a, a, while, a few years ago as a part of it here. So Evola was once involved in a discussion. It was, it was controversial about a certain way to do things. And he gave a drusha. He gave a sheer proving his point. It was such a powerful drusha. So somebody said to Revolba, Revolba, what you said today, nobody could argue on. Wait, how you described how a Jew should live, nobody, nobody could even, for sure they have to believe what you're saying now. So he said, no. He said, there's one argument they could always win. I said, what's that? He said, they could say, ha, ha, ha. It means you could have Moshe Rabbeinu come into a shul. Moshe Rabbeinu could come into a shul. You can have Yeshaya. Can you imagine Yeshaya, Isaiah coming in here? Yechezkel. You ever go to Yechezkel's tomb? You ever go to Yechezkel? You were by his tomb? By his kever? Did you go to his kever, Yechezkel? They went from Iran, they used to go to his kever. Right? Not so far away. It was in Iraq, but it was close to the border. So, you go to the tomb, you have Yechezkel and Navi come here. And he can give. Rabbi Yisai, you know what life is about? You know what you could be in this world? You could be, blah, blah. And one guy just says, Hey, I'm a sugar A madman. What is he talking about? Ah, come on. So he takes away his fear and takes away other people's fear. You know, you know, radical. He's a, he's, he must be misogynist, whatever he is. Do you hear he talk to ladies? Ah, he just make a joke out of it. It could be the most valid point in the whole world, but you make a joke. You know, you have a teacher, an expert teacher. I teach now 12th grade as well. So I'm teaching 12th grade girls. You know, you could have a, you, if you have a student who wants to kill your class, what do they do? They make a joke, right? You could be teaching music, something great, something important, and you're right. And what does the kid do? Ah, what do you know? The teacher's crazy, funny. You know, they make a joke. That's, you know, right? Just makes, right? I mean, isn't that... No? Yes? Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to agree. You agree? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have a, you have a kid. I, if, I, I remember as I was a teenager, decades ago, when was, life was still groovy. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, one of the things I remember, some of my rebellion, you always had the class clown, and the class could be really inspiring, and it's how this guy just make this comment, like, well, you know, or ask a question, which was beyond idiotic. You know, and then the whole class goes on a tangent because it became a joke. We went from like a serious discussion, you know, to a, to a joke. I remember I was once giving a shear. I used to I used to give class after kiddush. Here, and I say I used to give in, I used to give a class after kiddush, and I remember it's giving like a serious conversation. It was intense. One person asked like some left field curveball question, like then woo, like like all of a sudden the seriousness went like it's everything. You know, when mocking, making fun of, you mock, you can have Moses, you can have Moses giving a class, you can have Isaiah, you can have Echesco. All you need to do is tell him to mock them. Did you see his beard? Yeah, he, he can never work at Google. Hey, what does he know? Like, who is he? Ah, what does he know? You know, or you turn, this is like in, you know, in politics today, I'm not picking any, both sides. The way you very often, you just call, you add hominem attack. Doesn't make a difference. You add hominem attack. So then their argument doesn't make a difference. You don't even hear the argument. All you do is add hominem. You say this or that, and you and that, that takes away the whole, there's no more discussion about content anymore. <laughs> it becomes a joke. Everything is a joke. 
We live in a world today where politics is a joke for, on all sides. I, I really believe that. It is very little substance. There's substance, but what sells is the jokes about it, right? Um, can you imagine having Oprah versus Trump? I mean, a crazy world. Can you imagine such a Michigan adult? See the people going to be running Oprah? No. Trump? I mean, all of them. It's, it's, it's like you have movie stars. I don't care if you like their positions or not. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, yeah, like everyone, everything has to be the one line or this way, that way. It's like, because you don't, you don't even hear the other people's conversation. You know, I, I, I was once having a conversation with two people from Beth David, which is a conservative temple. So he started asking me about Mechitza. So I'm getting a conversation. One of these guys, like, who, who you know, this guy's kids are intermarried. You know, he's he, like so often beaten chart. He says to all of a sudden, he makes his joke. Oh, come on, Rabbi, you have a lot of kids. You guys want to just lock the woman up. That's, it's like your prison. And the other guy's like cracking up. Like, you guys are, and that, like, then like, the conversation lost seriousness. And then there's no conversation anymore. <laughs> he's going to lock the woman up. It's like, he says, you know, and the other guy's chuckling. I mean, you are. I'm talking about, about serious matters, like, you know, in a, in a, in a fun way. You know, I'm friendly with these people, by the way. It wasn't like a bad conversation, but that, you know, just you make a joke out of it. So you lose cynicism, mocking, right? Mocking has, can pull away a person tremendously. You become the butt of laughter. You can't take something seriously after that. And you can be inspired by a, people, a person. One person says, oh, what are you listening to this? What is this about? You know, craziness. You know, with one joke, one mocking, one small witticism, you can lose a lot of inspiration. You can lose a lot of focus and inspiration the little prick of the balloon, and the balloon lets out its air. The person starts thinking, you know, I'm going to take this seriously, I'm going to take uh, school seriously, I'm going to take life seriously, I'm going to take Judaism seriously. You fall to the ground. And you lose that inspiration, you lose that desire to do what you're supposed to do. Not because of the weakness of the, what was motivating you, of the, of the argument and the factor motivating you. Not because you didn't understand the message. mockery, cynicism, is It causes a person to lose all matters of character refinement, all matters of fear of Hashem. And this is what the prophet Isaiah he screamed, he, 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 he bellowed, he cried out like a crane about this. Uh, Isaiah is living in a generation, or, or a couple of generations, before the destruction of the first temple. The first place. He sees that they're going on a path of destruction. Okay, of course, Yermia will be there, and Yechezkel, Will be the, the generation of destruction. But he's, he's telling them, you, you, "You're going to destroy yourself." Yeah, I once had a, a married couple. I'm like, think, like, you know, your, your your marriage is messing up, getting messed up. Ah, you rabbi, you don't know we're so hot. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, <laughs> you know, you don't take it seriously. It's not going to happen. People have a, have a company. So he, here he's telling, "You're going to destroy. You're going to end up in exile." 
you're going to destroy the temple. Wake up. Fix you, you know, Mrs. Lubyanka is not here tonight. You know, you're going to get fired from your job. You, you imagine the boss tells you, shape up or ship out. And you, know, and you think it's a joke? What's going to happen to you? You're going to ship out. You're going to ship out. Yeah. Because it's, and by the way, if you think it's a joke, you'll really ship out really quick because you're hopeless at that point. If, you, if a boss sees that you think it's a joke, then you're hopeless. You know, if you're trying and you're just taking your time, or you're not, you're not quick to learn, there's hope. But if you're, if you're, if you're, if you can't take it seriously, then what's the point? It's over. Nothing, nothing to do. Nothing to work on. So he says to them, he saw that his, his, his trying to motivate wasn't working, and there's no hope because they, 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 they. they were everything was a joke. Everything they would make fun of and say, ah, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. What is he talking about? What are you, seeing so, what are you being so depressing about? You didn't tell me I'm going to lose my job. Boss, you're so depressing. You're, Isaiah, you're the base mission was destroyed. Come on, why do you have to be so harsh? Why do you have to be so, you know, so, so, so religious, so, so radical, you know, so... So Isaiah tells them, don't make a jokery, mockery out of it, because if you do, your punishment's going to be worse from God. Isaiah wasn't saying his own words. He was a prophet. You know what a prophet does? He says the word of God. So says God. He says, if you make it into a joke, you know, I, I, I'm a, I have a few kids. If I, you know, and it's not a day. Actually, there's days. Thank God. But there's most. It's not, it's not a week that goes by that I can say confidently that my kids don't. At least one kid doesn't have to be disciplined. It's just you know that's you know kids are born imperfect. Parents are there to discipline. You know some of my kids are are, are easier than others, and some and they all have their strengths and weaknesses, and we all do. I mean that's you know and and every parent's given every kid to work on. So. It's not, it's not a, you know what the worst thing that my kids can do is make, if they don't take me seriously. That's like the worst. You know, if they, if they don't take it seriously, then that punishment serious. You know why? Because if it's not serious, it's going to happen again, and nothing. It, it doesn't make a difference. So the worst thing a kid can do is to not take me seriously. If I see a kid trying, I see a kid say sorry. I see a kid, you know, listen to me. And you know, I have I have two kids that historically don't like apologizing. Or admitting error, but I I see that they listen, you know they listen. That's a, that's something. If they're not listening, they're not getting the message. And then, quite frankly, like ourselves, like, we all have things we need to work on, right? So some things we need to hear ten thousand times. I have things I need to hear over and over. To my, I say it to myself, but I have to hear it over and over. So it's okay. I know of certain kids that I have a ten-year game plan because they're not going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> That, that, in, in fairness to them, they were born more mischievous, more aggressive, or more lethargic, or more angered. That, that's, that's their nature. They're like little kids. I mean, they have, every kid has natures, right? It's, it's okay that a kid needs to hear something 10,000 times, right? It's, I, you know, I, I, I don't look at my kids having to be born perfect. I wasn't born perfect. They don't need to be born perfect. I know certain of my children are going to have, uh, some of them are very talented, and even the ones who have struggled, but some of them are going to be years till I get them in certain ways where I want to. I'm not that tomorrow, but if, they, if it's a joke, 
it's not going to it's not going to happen. You know, so on a macro, on a much greater level, Hakadosh Baruch if we're joking around, Isaiah says, you're joking around, you're going to get it over the head because you're missing the point of life. You're going to destroy the temple, and everything's a joke to you, and you're you're laughing, you're laughing it off. So you're going to get even worse. It's going to really hit you, and you know, and why? Because God is the ultimate parent. <laughs> he doesn't want a person to jump off a bridge. For Gazu on Chazal, Chazal say Shalitz maybe is Sunalov. That a scoffer brings suffering upon themselves. So, by the way, it's possible not to get any pain in this world because God wants to just fry you in the next world. <laughs> We're talking about here, if you get your sin in this world, it's for your benefit. It's to make you, you know, tonight, I'm not exaggerating, a guy comes into Shul, an Israeli, and he just left right before this class, right before this class. a guy comes into Shul. I, I think I was here once in Yom Kippur, an Israeli guy, he lives downtown. I see him come in, sitting down, and he's like, so he tells me that he... Three weeks ago, an Israeli friend of his died in a motorcycle crash in, in Houston, Texas. And he just found out today that a good friend of his in Florida died, drowned on Friday. Both in their 20s. This guy must be late 20s. Uh, and he was, actually, I had one with Yehuda Word or something. So I said, Let me stay, learn a little bit of Miguel Sesta. He's a mensch, by the way. I mean, you can hear that. He had to come to Beit Knesset, come to the show. And he was shocking up. Right? Well, uh, better to live vicariously. You know, this guy should be in Shul every night. Why is it? He was it? You know, he's not a bad person, by the way. No, because it's better to live vicariously. But if you're not living vicariously, God's going to say to you, if He cares about you, and if it's for your benefit, you know, if you're a coach of a team, you take the good players seriously. You're musicians, right? If a teacher gives you a hard time, it's a good sign. They, they look at you as potential. And you push talented students. You push people who have abilities. Well, if God, if you're, if you, if, you know, if you're unimportant, God will say, "I'll let you get away from this world, and you will have zero zilch for eternity." Those grains of sand for eternity—that's that's a real serious punishment. But if I see some potential in you, and you're taking life in cynical. And mocking, I'm going to give you some patches in life. I'm going to bloody your nose. And if you don't get bloody your nose, I'm going to break some bones. That's what God says. The Gemara, the Gemara is saying that if, if you don't, if you can't, you know, or Matzel Salmon, you all did well by coming tonight. Mashkiach Aleikud used to always say, in life you can learn Musr or get Musr. <laughs> if you learn Musr and you improve yourself, you don't need to get Musr. Because if you don't learn Musr and you have potential, God will bring it out of you in other ways. Right? You know, and if you, you know in, in, in your, let's go back to a job. You can work on yourself. You can take professional development and improve your, your job performance. Or you can have a screaming by the boss. You're going to be fired. Right? You could uh, work on your marriage. You could read marriage books. Or you could have a real fight. You know, and have it. same thing as a parent, by the way. You can work as yourself as a parent, or you can learn. You could you could uh, th- come to shul because you love Hashem, or God forbid, you can lose your job, or get sick, or a million other things to wake a person up spiritually or to character development. Yes. Salmon. 
He quotes from the. It's, it's, I think it's from the Sefer Charedim that you can learn Musar or get Musar. Uh, it's in a few places that this, this, the, 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 the Kadmonim bring it down. That basically, and everybody Jonas has this idea as well, that if you're cared about, you either learn Musar and you'll make yourself better, or you will get Musar. Like a good student with potential. Um, Shalates, you, you're a scoffer. You will bring you will bring musr upon yourself. Fumasha kasim avur befish. It's actually a pasuk in Mishlei and Proverbs. Nachonu laleitzim shvatim. Afflictions are ready for scoffers. Kizeh shadavar dinaisen. Here's what judgment uh, dictates. Kimish mispa'el, because a person who is mispa'el. I mean, I suppose a person who is motivated. It's like this is exactly what Mashkech is saying over here. If you're motivated to improve because you're learning muster and you're thinking about it, you don't need to do that. Right? If you're working on yourself, if you're coming and dominating and doing charity and being nice, you don't need to do it. If my kids are, are I'm, I'm, I'm an imperfect parent. I try. I could do better. But if my kids are doing their job and they're working and they're making effort, I'm not punishing them. But my kids, if I punish them, I love them. You know? And again, every, every one of my kids have different strengths and weaknesses. I, have different, I know my kids. So I'll pick on what they need. You know, one, I'm not going to pick on which one. I would never say. But one kid is, is I have kids who would never do anything wrong. But I have other areas. And we a couple of kids who are, like to stir in the pot. And, you know, and, and, and are at the same time have unbelievable other characters. But if I say that they're not doing what they could do and what they should do, and I'm not omnipotent, I'm far, I'm far, I'm very imperfect, but I will come down on them because they need to come down. Well, Akash Baruch Hu is perfect. And he will look at us. He says, you're not working on this. I'll make you work on this. <laughs> I'll make you work on this because you could be doing this and you should be doing this. If I have expectations from our, my kids, you bet. Hashem has expectations from you. Hashem is our father. He looks and he, and he knows us. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our potential. He knows what we can do. And you bet. If we're slacking, to quote David Rakka, you know, if we're slacking, he'll wake us up or he'll give us a patch, and if we don't get it, it can get worse. If we don't get it, then sometimes you know what happens if you have a teacher? You give up on the student. Forget about it. If a teacher doesn't want to do it, enjoy. You'll pay the consequences later. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a day of judgment, which is a lot more serious than anything could ever happen in this world. A lot more serious. But Hashem looks at us. You're improving, you're learning most of works. You're working on your, 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 uh, being kinder. You're working on being Derech Eretz. You know, I, I have Derech Eretz. Oh, Derech Eretz. Being a person who's respectful of others and their times and their energies. They're courteous. They say thank you. They please. They, they, they knock before they enter someone's house. All this basic Derech Eretz. They, don't, they bump into someone. They say, excuse me. Right? They talk to someone. They look at their face. They don't look at their phone. I mean, Derech Eretz. You know, so you're working on Derech Eretz. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Laws up. Actually, I don't give you a hard time. You're working on being nice. Great. You're working on being charity. You're a stingy person. I know people that are very wealthy. They're stingy. Stingy with their time. Stingy with their money. Stingy with their, their, uh, their advice. 
You're stingy? Ah, I'll make you need people. <laughs> You'll know what it means to need people. Hashem Baruch could teach us in many ways better to work on ourselves. But for all, God's not punishing. If I don't part, you think I go hit my kids for no reason? I don't hit my kids very rarely anyways. But you think I scream at my kids or, you know, fake scream. How can you do that? <laughs> I, have a good, I have a good scene, like, that angry look. Like, right? You think I do that for fun? Am I, am I say this? I have my kids? Chas right? But I'll do it because they need it. If Hashem is going to do that to us because we need it for our benefit. We don't improve. Hashem will help us improve. For but if you learn Musr, you work on yourself, you're fixing yourself anyways. God's not going to bring down the stuff on you. Uh, you're learning Musr, you're working yourself, you have thoughts of repentance. Thoughts of, of, of Tshuva. I, I'm thinking, by the way, I have thoughts of repentance as I'm reading these words right now. I, 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 I'm reminding myself what's important. When you learn Musr, when you work on your character, when you read, or you hear, admonishments and reproofs, or you see what happens. You see what happens to your friends. You see what happens to others. When you don't take life seriously, what happens to them? What could happen in life? We don't take relationships seriously. You can hurt a friendship. Right? Somebody says they're upset and you laugh it off. You really could mess up. You have a leak in your house. What happens if the leak goes? You just had this, didn't you? Much harder to fix afterwards. No? no. Yeah. That's, that's not... A leak, a leak could lead, lead to lots of problems. And you have a rainy day, and you already have a leak, you end up with a flood. You end up with serious damage. You have a leak? <laughs> that could end up being a flood. Right. Um, um, I want to take on... You can't even, um, you can't learn Musa. You're not going to hear it. You're not going to go to class. You're not going to get seriously. You're not going to end up in the class. So you get the hard knocks of life. And you can react to those or you can get even harder knocks of life. You, know, you can take marijuana and marriage and everything will be okay. You know, you can take depression pills or uh, some other narcotic. You know, again, I'm not talking about there are people who have chemi- chemical imbalances. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about not waking up to what we're supposed to be doing. Um, because you know what? When you feel vulnerable, you'll change. When you feel that something is seriously, then you can wake up in life. And you, you know, there are people, I know somebody, a couple of people who got diabetes, and all, actually, no, two people in the past few months told me they got diabetes. Now they eat healthy. Now you eat healthy. The rest of life, you're damaged. So now they're eating like they should have always eaten. But you know what? They, at least to their credit, they're not going to kill themselves. Now you smoke, you get lung cancer, you have emphysema, you have heart conditions. You should have stopped smoking a long time ago. But you'll end up with something. It'll wake you up. you got to stop smoking. And sometimes the damage is fixable, and sometimes it's not. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pick on myself. I... My kids, I should be as good as most of them. Probably all of them. I was no tzaddik as a little kid. Um, you know, but I'll tell you, I'm a parent, I'm responsible for them. And if they really mess up, they'll really get in trouble. You know, uh, uh, there's, they, you know, I have a rule. That my wife is, my wife, who is sweet and nice, I've seen her, woo! Like, whoa! Uh, uh, you can't even imagine, because, uh, you know, 
thank God she doesn't do it to me. I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> but like, yeah. but you, one of my kids hits another kid, forget about it. There, and it is unacceptable. Like, it's immediate, and it's unequivocal, and it's, like, she is a, whoa! I mean, can you imagine my wife do that? I mean, she's like, not that type, you know? But it's unequivocal. Why? Why? Because she cares about that kid. She also cares about the kid that's her, because that's her kid. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If it wasn't my kid, she'd still care. She would still care. Yeah, if she saw, God forbid, one of my kids had another kid, she would be, she, but that's the point. Because Baruch, the worst things we do, he's going to judge us. He loves us, and he'll take us seriously. He's, he, it's for our benefit. It's, he, the, more, the worse it is, the more serious the punishment. Um, our sage says, Oh my goodness, this, this actually does come out recently. I'm going to distract it now. It's now. Leitzanis is so bad because in the beginning it's Yisurin, but at the end it's destruction. You're a boss, they pull us in front. You fire the kid, you fire the boss, you fire. You know, there's even a point where parents says it's you know serious punishment. You can be destroyed by your late sons if you don't get the message. You will be fired. Right? You will get divorced. You will lose your job. You can ruin the relationship with your kids forever. You can lose with your parents forever. You can kill the friendship. Right? You can get sick. You smoke and smoke and laugh and laugh until you die. Until you die, you can eat yourself to death and get diabetes and die. Okay. You can not take things seriously and lose permanently. And you can li- literally be destroyed in the world to come because you didn't change when you, when you had the, the messages from God. Right? You can be destroyed in this world or even worse in the next world. Khalil. Right? Because you didn't, everything was a joke and you mocked and you were cynical and you didn't get the message. Shinamar so don't scoff because if you do your, your affliction can become more severe because I've even right, I, I even heard of complete destruction right? you, Hashem's not going to let a person sin forever there's not going to be consequences forever there's, there's a day of judgment and that can be first destruction so as we said, saw today number two of what can take us off that yellow brick road is a demeanor, a veltanshang, a hashkafa, of levity, of joking, and even worse, being cynical and mocking. Because those things pull us away from taking life seriously, taking people seriously, taking events seriously. Next week, we'll learn the worst of them all, which could probably person back to Road. Because even if you don't get caught up in life, in work, in business, even if you take things seriously, Bad friends, bad environment can pull you off that road. Have a great night. Geschmack. Evolve it. Have an easy fast. An easy fast? Why? I have an easy fast? Yeah. Better than having a heart? I didn't say not meaningful. Just well, next, next night we will have a class before then. What about tomorrow? What's tomorrow? No.